Welcome back to the Fit Dad Club podcast. My name is Travis Jones and I'm here with Jason Barrett. Jason, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, my initial thought was, you know, emmy uh, has been getting up at like 4.50, 5 o'clock in the morning some days, uh, you know, complain about that. And then I remember I've been speaking to, you know, some of my dads and some of my guys. I'm like, they get up at 4 o'clock, 4.30 to go to the gym and the before work. Uh, you know what? Probably fine. Probably fine. So you know what? Regardless of the uh, of the the early morning wake ups for me, doing great, doing fantastic. Uh, got a new setup, loving life, and uh, you know, sun is shining, birds are chirping, and my back isn't sore. So you know, getting back into into the swing of exercise as well, which has been good. I saw you you got your your first five k back on the back on the board today as well. Did indeed, mate. So uh, just post surgery, so ten days out and. Yeah, my like I felt okay. Obviously, cut into my abdomen in three different areas to get the appendix out, so my core was a little bit tight. Um, yep. But there's the they got a 65k ultra in two days. So now we're talking about doing hard things, not dumb things. So I'm going to start the mm -hmm. ultra, and if I, like my wife's running the relay side of things, so they have changeovers every 10 to 16 k's with her, her dad, and her cousin and uh, his wife. So if it just feels off, I'll pull out. But uh, the aim is to do the 65 k's um, on Saturday, and we'll see how we go with that. Uh, seeing as this last the run up to the 65 k's probably hasn't been the best training um, for me. I had staph mm -hmm. infection, then I had kidney oh sorry my appendix out then problems with that and then haven't been able to do anything for the last two weeks so really i would have ran five kilometers in the month leading up to the ultra so um definitely a great um tapering period <laughs> we'll no, you've, re you've rested plenty you've had plenty of rests right your body's recharged who cares if yeah you're yeah 600 grams lighter without the appendix it'd be easy exactly easy mate and today guys um, what we're actually what we're going to talk about is how to map out and create our greatest year ever. Okay. We're, we're, yes, we're still in 2023, but I think December, whilst we still have our foot on the gas to still achieve the goals that we had in 2023, December is a period of reflection and projection, right? We just like at the end of a week, you know, it's Saturday and Sunday, we prep for the next week. So we go into the week with a plan and we just follow through with the plan. It's the same as the year when we look at it, Really, December is our weekend, okay? When we're looking at the, the space of the 12 months of the year, it means we don't do the work on the weekend and we don't not do the work in December. But in this period of time during December, we reflect over the previous 11 months, what went well, what did we learn and what do we need to do better with? And we want to map out the next year and we want mm. to map it out so we have our greatest year ever. And I think for us, anyone listening to this today, you know, that's what we're going to be looking at is how to map out your greatest year ever because we all want 2024 mm. and every single year to be the greatest year ever and constantly leveling up to become the best version of you. But I heard a really good quote the other the other day where it was or uh, insight to another podcast the other day. And he was talking about, you know, if I ask you to do four plus four, then you just say, obviously, the answer is eight. But if mm. I ask you to go 2,327 times 13, you probably can't do that in your head like that, right? It's not going to be an easy thing. And if you I'm, can- I'm not Rain Man. <laughs> exactly. Um, but if you can, I'll, let's, I'll make it harder for you. But- the problem is you'd have to put it down on paper. You'd have to put pen to paper to work it out. Now, your life is more complex than 2,327 times 13, but you're trying to figure it all out in your head. That's not what we need to do. 
because clearly you can't figure it all out in your head without a plan on paper. So we need to write it down. Where are you? Where you want to go? We need to go, you know, how can I level up? What skills do I need? Who do I need to be in my life? What, uh, who can I lean on? Where can I get accountability? What do I need to let go of? You can't work all of this out in your head every single day. Instead, what we need to do is we need to make a plan. We need to write it down and then we can check it off as we go through it, just like a task list. And I think the biggest thing we got to learn today is let's make a plan and let's understand how to stick to the plan and also redirect or refocus if the plan goes astray. Um, Jace, got anything else to share to start with? Yeah, I think um, one of the things I wanted to share was uh, like a lot of people might hear, a lot of guys might hear the idea of the biggest, uh, best year ever, right, or greatest year ever, and be like, oh, that sounds a bit like wanky or over the top or, you know, really big. It's like, it doesn't have to be the biggest, the best year ever by because, oh, fuck, we went to Hawaii and then we did this amazing tour and we spent all of our money doing all these different things and we created these incredible, it's like, it can, it only has to be like 10% better than your best year for it to be your best year ever. Like it doesn't, so for, for those of you who are in a space where it's like, oh, look, we, you know, the idea of the greatest year ever doesn't have to be like fucking oh, extravagant, right? Because each year yeah. you've got that opportunity to do it. And it's, it's about that iteration, right? If every year consecutively is your best year ever by 5%, by the end of 10 years, you know, you've got a 50% better life. You've got 50% better quality of your life. So that's kind of the mentality that you're taking into this. Not, not like, oh, I've got to make this Herculean effort to make, do all this stuff. It's all the, for some people that might be what's needed, right? Um, my best year was 1975. You can't beat that. House prices are too high now. All right, well, fucking you go complain on the, uh, on the talkback radio. Be my guest. Um, but it, it's, it's just taking the mentality of like, it doesn't have to be the massivest thing in the world, but what do you need to do to make it the best year ever? right? It doesn't have to be the best year by a hundred percent. It can be it by 10%, but that's what we're going to go through today is finding that out. And, um, the, as you said, December is kind of like the weekend. I feel like December is kind of like the Saturday and then January is kind of like the Sunday, at least like the last half of December feels like Saturday. The first half of January feels like Sunday. We just, that's when most people will wait and take the time to actually go, oh, after the hangover, after those first couple of events, all right, now what am I going to do? Oh, it's Sunday evening works tomorrow. It's getting back into gear now what right and those people are already two weeks down on the year and you don't have to necessarily believe that oh it has like if i don't get started and this is the problem a lot of people fall into if i don't get started on monday or if i don't get started on january 1st then oh fuck it i might as well throw the whole month or the whole week out it's just not the case you can get started at any point in time but you want to have a plan in place before those things start to come in so you've got something to to roll with because if you then get back into the normal rhythm of life when we normally have this a bit of a break a bit of a reset mentally right humans do really well with a mental reset You've got to take that opportunity to actually do that work and then forward project and go, what do I want 2024 to be? What things do I want to take with me? What things do I want to leave behind and action them? The quicker and the sooner you can action them, the better it's going to be. Exactly, mate. I think when we look at this, if we write down what we need to do, you know, the best time to start any plan is today. And to start mm -hmm. any plan for 2024 by starting today would be starting by writing it down. And that's still starting, guys. Because then you have this map of what you want to do as of the start of January that you can start rolling with. Um, so to start with, to create the greatest year ever, what we need to look at is we need to reflect back on 2023 and go, okay, if it was the greatest year ever, you know, next year, what happened this year? And when we're looking at the big three, as always, it's our health or our energy, our work or business and our love and relationships. So if we could look at the three, you know, what were the things that maybe, you know, 
were great and what really th what things did you implement this year that you want to take into next year maybe you started nutrition tracking maybe you started going back into the gym you're like you know what that was a really good win this year i'm going to take that into next year um, maybe you started doing a date night once a week with your partner. Maybe you started doing something with your kids once every two months or, you know, having some date nights with either of your kids, like once a month when you take him out and some bit of one-on-one -on -one time. Like, I'm not sure what you started this year, but the things that were winning, I want you to go put that on a notch on the piece of paper. I want you to carry that over to next year because if we keep the, the wins winning, we don't want to break things that we don't want to fix things that aren't broken. Right. But then we have to go, well, you know, what are the things this year that distracted me? What are the things this year that led me astray? What are the things this year that didn't optimize me towards becoming the best version of me? And hmm. maybe it was your, you know, dealing with frustrations. Maybe it was your, um, you got overwhelmed and you put your head in the sand when you fell off the plan with your nutrition. And you're like, nah, I'm not going to do anything about it. And you went MIA and you just gave up. Okay, maybe that was that. It's like, no, I can't do that next year. This is the plan I need to do to make sure I get over that. Um, maybe with work, you, you didn't have the growth you wanted and you have to go, okay, well, you know, did I you know, increase the skills that I have or did I, you know, you know, what value did I add to the business or, you know, with my business, if I didn't grow it as much, well, you know, where didn't I put in the effort? Was it in marketing or sales or where do I need to learn or what knowledge do I need to acquire or what accountability do I need to have? <clears throat> so, we need to look at these big three, reflect on the wins and look at, okay, what areas or what things am I going to carry across? And then I also need to look at where were my losses this year and how can I either cut them out or how can I make sure that, that I don't have those losses again? Like what strengths or what skills do I need to grow or who do I need to bring into my uh, sphere of influence to make sure I can grow those things as well? Hmm. 100%. I think that reflecting and, and projecting is something that too many people don't do enough, right? We talk about it on a weekly basis in terms of your health and fitness, like taking Sunday to be like, all right, well, what went well in my health? What didn't? And the people who are the most successful in life are people who consistently get feedback from their life and feedback from how did their business do? How did their you know most recent sales push do? How did you know all of these things? What are the most important you know, factors in your life. And you've, if you, you know, have a series of things, you've got your relationship, you've got your work, you've got your health. If you're not consistently reviewing these and seeing what went well, what didn't, then you're going to end up at the end of the year be like, oh, why didn't this go well? Well, you started something in January and you didn't fucking change it for 12 months and you didn't look at it for 12 months. And then you're like, oh, turns out eating, you know, going keto and eating pork belly for every meal wasn't right. Cause it turns out I was still over consuming calories. Fuck. All right. I gained two kilos because you didn't revisit it. Right. You want to revisit, you want to rehab and the December is just a really good time, even as an overarching thing to go, what went well, what didn't do well, what do I need to do to improve, what needs to change? And equally as important as Trevor's saying is what things you keep going forward with is what shit do you cut out, right? It's equally as important to stop doing a bunch of stuff. It's like, what is not serving me? Let me free up some of my fucking time. Everyone's talking about how busy they are. Let me free up some of my time by axing some stuff that just isn't serving me at the moment that I just do not need to do and use that for for better in essence. So take yeah, take this time, really reflect on 
what was 2023 for you? You know, you can look at the highlight moments. You can look at some of the more nitty gritty pieces, but if you chunk it into looking at your, you know, your relationship, right. Or your lack of relationship, depending on where you're at, um, whether it's with your partner, with your kids, you know, that kind of stuff, that might be the, the lens that you look at it through Then your career, your finances, you might lump those two together because for a lot of people, that's, you know, th those two go hand in hand. And then uh, you'll be looking at your health. Those are probably the three big buckets that we want to look at and address when it comes to what your 2023 was like. And then, pivoting off that well what do you want it to be in 2024 this is all well and good to say oh this worked well this didn't but then it's like well if you don't have a vision for what you want it to look like in 2024 and it's you know it's a lot easier to say that for your health like oh i want to have this level of health or like i want to have abs or i want to be able to deadlift this much or run this far um it's you know with your relationships it's a lot harder to say oh, i want to have sex every day because that's gonna you know your partner has a say in that it might not uh, it might not necessarily translate but you could say i want to have a more loving relationship i want my kids to you know to smile and laugh and share with me and feel happy when i'm around and all of these things like you've got to set those goals. Otherwise you're living your life by default, not design. We talk about this time and time again, you've got to design your 2024. Completely agree, mate. And I think with that, it's, it's having a vision and having identity mm. because I, I, when we look at it, it's like identity creates, you know, essentially the behaviors or character traits and then behavior and character traits, they then go, okay, the outcome. So identity behaviors and outcome and also behaviors also shaped our dandy. So it goes kind of in a bit of a loop there. But if we mm. start with a vision on those top three things and we can write down just a brief sentence that it can keep you in line. We, we've talked about fat dad, fit dad all the time, but it's like trying to create something that resonates with you, right? So you know, your health and fitness could be like, I'm going to be the fittest, like your identity, because I'm going to be the fittest guy in your suburb. I don't care if you are, mm. you aren't. This is your thing, right? The fittest dad in, a, in Tasmania, right? Like that could be could be the thing that you want. Take, take um, Trav off, off the, uh, off the yeah, top perch. Yeah, exactly. You could, you could do that. And it's like, hey, I, I don't care how you define that. Okay, if I was the fittest dad in, in Tasmania, what would that be? Oh, I could run a, a, a marathon in three hours or two and a half hours. I could, and uh, I could deadlift 200 kilos and I could do X, Y, and Z. It's like, okay, okay what, what it is, and then, okay, what could I do if I was that? And then it's like, okay, what behaviors do I need to achieve this? So we're creating mm -hmm. a vision that you can self-identify with. Well, okay, I want to be the fittest dad in Tasmania. That is my health identity. Okay, fantastic. When you're looking at my identity as far as a dad, it's like, um, this is for you. Remember, guys, like you might be like, I want to be world's greatest dad. That could be your identity. World's greatest mm -hmm. dad. Now, there is no competition where we're rating other dads, whether they are better than you or not. This is a self-identity, okay? So if you're saying world's greatest dad, it's like, okay, what's world's greatest dad do? Well, world's dad, greatest dad, you know, prioritizes time with their kids. They are invested. They're patient. Um, maybe they, they, you're not yelling anymore. I, I'm not sure what you go through or what you don't go through, but you have to identify what does world's greatest dad do? And what does world's greatest dad not do? And it's like, okay, cool. These behaviors work. And then if I, the outcome from doing these behaviors, well, we have more connection. I have a better relationship with my kids. It could be like world's best husband, Australia's best husband. It's like, what's that do? Like one, there could probably some behaviors, like maybe take out the trash or uh, maybe you, you have a conversation with your wife. Um, maybe you understand her love language rather than just buy her gifts whenever you fuck up. Mm. Um, like maybe- I like, mean, her uh, love language could be gifts. You might be doing it right. 
could. Knows? You might be doing it right. <laughs> Who knows? You could be. You could be by default doing it right. Um, but but when we look at this, it's like maybe you have a. You read a couple of books. If your relationship isn't going right, you're like oh, I've done everything. I don't know what to do. Like, have you read a book about relationships? Oh, I haven't done that. It was like okay, start there. You haven't done everything yet. Um, because like you haven't done everything. So no matter what area of your life, we can always improve. So it's like world's greatest husband looks like that. And like whatever your identity is um, with uh, work, it could be a salesperson in a company and it could be like 30 other salespersons. My identity is I'm the, the greatest salesperson at Optus. Like where, I don't know where anyone works, but you know, have your, have your label, create your identity and go what the behaviors around that. It's like, Maybe you get in before 15 minutes before. Maybe you leave 15 minutes after. Maybe you don't get distracted by, by you know, the water cooler talking to people. Maybe you upskill yourself with a, a new sales book once a month. Or maybe you do a sales course where you can increase your skills and knowledge around that area. But it's like the best salesperson at Optus, what do they do and what they do they not do? And go, okay, well, I need to stop doing this. I need to start doing that. So what we have is we have a vision that you want to align yourself with, okay? Because if you, if you have this clear vision, I'm very big on like visualization as well mm. because it, like you can see yourself. Like if I was like world's greatest dad, I can close my eyes. I can see my kids laughing with me. I can see my kid like doing the tasks or doing the behavior. I can see me coaching Finn with soccer. I can see myself, you know, running with Jackson. I can see myself giving them quality time that they love and they, they need and they want because kids spell love T-I-M-E right? That's how they spell love time. Like they want your time. Like their love language is literally quality time. Um, and not quality time while you're scrolling your phone. That is just time. That's not quality time. They want present, present time with you, not on the couch. They want you being there with them, doing the things that they love and doing it together. If they, if they want to rob banks, like don't do that. That's not good. Um, <laughs> You'll do quality time together. in prison. <laughs> Exactly. In prison. Yeah. Get them off grand theft auto. Um, yeah. So like with this, it's like, you have to find the tasks and you go, okay, that's what I can see. I can visualize myself doing that. I can see the smiles. I can see the bond with me and my kids because of this. And that's what I want. I can visualize world's best husband and the relationship and the fun and the connection I'd have with my wife because I'm the world's greatest husband. Like you can feel it there's an, it's emotive right these mm. these identities and visions are emotive because they make you feel good and then you can say this is how i behave and this is how i don't behave and then it just comes down to um having your character traits inside that well for me to i, I know what i want to do and i know i got a vision i know what behaviors don't serve that vision i know what behaviors do serve that vision and we can get into more of that later and then we have to go what character traits do i need to live by I think this is a big thing. Not many of us look into our actual values or character traits that we live by on a daily basis. Uh, I think that is something that is um, overlooked, right? So, you know, maybe integrity is one. Maybe honesty yeah. is another. Maybe respectful is another. Maybe courageous is another. Um, maybe bold is one of the ones you need to be. Maybe uh, playful is a character trait that you want. Now, like not all character traits serve all areas of your life when we're looking at the big three maybe it's not playful at work but maybe a character trait is playful and caring at home and it's like this is the identity i serves me best and the character traits that serve me as best at home and it's like shifting the identity you have to have these multiple identities inside yourself that you can bring out in the right time now 
if you're bold and you're courageous and you're disciplined at work and maybe with your health, I'm not sure. And like, if you're taking that energy into your house with your kids, maybe that's not what's needed. So like you can anchor yourself. Like I get home and I've talked to some of my guys. It's like when they get home, you know, you touch the letterbox or touch the roof of the door. When you walk in, I can't touch the roof of my door cause I'm too short, but I could touch my letterbox. Um, but it's like I switch identity. Well, now it's, it's family, Travis, right? It's, it's dad identity you know, patient, caring, playful, present, you know, and still like I live with integrity and honesty. Like these are the key character traits that I want to live by at home. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, that gives us very, okay. It brings a different energy to you and taking a different energy into those relationships. So we have to define our division. We have to know what we want and what serves that vision, what doesn't serve that vision and what character traits actually serve me achieving those behaviors because if we're not respectful and we have no integrity and we say we're going to follow this meal plan and we just constantly lie to ourselves and become a victim and we blame other people of why we can't do it and we make excuses of why we can't do it as well then all this thing we're not living in integrity because we're not being honest and we're not lying we're lying to ourselves so it's like that's not actually serving you so i think it's understanding that as well it's like what are the character traits that will actually keep me in line with the behaviors that I need? I think that's something you have to write down, which allows you to go, I have a vision. I know the behaviors. I know the character traits. I need to put this on paper. And that's what is the second thing after your reflection and your projection. Um, you know, it's point two or step two. Yeah, I think um, one thing that people don't rate enough and I don't do enough is uh, evaluate their decision-making process. Uh, and the reason why a lot of people struggle with actually making better decisions is because they don't have a framework that they're actually working through. They don't have a goal that they're looking to achieve. So by setting a vision and actually having a goal, you can then run all of your decisions through the framework of, is this going to move me toward my goal or not, right? Or away from it, right? And this is something that, um, you know, it happens for a lot of people. It's like, oh, I want uh, ultimately my ultimate goal, my big 10 year vision, hey Imogen, um, is going to be spending, I want to spend more time with my kids. Like I want to be able to spend more time with my family. That's the biggest thing. Uh, and work just offered me a promotion where I'm going to be working more hours uh, to earn more money. Okay. So, so is that moving you toward or away from, oh, but if I work now and I get more money, then eventually maybe I'll be able to, you know, spend more time. It's like, well, it's literally taking you directly away from the thing that you said you want. You said you wanted to spend more time with your kids, but by working those extra hours, that's taking your time away from your kids. So that's not the solution. That should be the black and white, but then people try and justify them. Oh, but later on and then da, 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 da. And it's like, look, there's plenty of ways you can justify it, you know, but by you want to evaluate your decision-making based on the outcome. So not based on the outcome of the decision, but based on how you made the decision, right? If you put hundred grand on black and it came up black and you won, right? That was a stupid fucking decision, right? That was a stupid decision to make. It just because it came out well, just because it, it you won the 50-50 doesn't make that a good decision. And you know, someone could uh, vet a investment property and go through the processes and do all the calculations and everything worked out. And then COVID hit and all the expenses started going up and you know, build times were delayed by 18 months. You know, that was unprecedented for a lot of people. And that could have been the situation. You made a good decision. You did all of your due diligence and it was in alignment with your goals. Something unexpected happened that caused it to shut down. All right, fuck, you know, that outcome doesn't mean that your decision-making was bad. So in setting a vision, it allows you to then go, when you are making decisions, making decisions with that filter and that, that idea in mind of, well, is this in alignment with my vision? Is this going to move me towards that or away from that? 
But if you don't have that vision, then you don't know. And we've talked about this before with Fat Dad and Fit Dad. Is this going to move me towards Fit Dad or is it going to move me towards Fat Dad? All right, which decision do I make? It makes it black and white. So I just wanted to make that point because I feel like a lot of people don't um, appreciate the nuance in actually making decisions in their life and um, reflecting on how they make decisions. Do they making decisions impulsively and emotionally and then things work out and they think there's no issue, right? Until you make one more impulsive decision and then you lose the house, right? There's, there's plenty of um, things that can go wrong with poor decision-making strategies and poor decision-making techniques. But if you keep them in alignment with the ultimate goal of what you do want in your life, whether it's in, in your health, in your relationships and in your career and your finances, then you know, it's very difficult to go wrong if you run it through that filter. So that's, that's another reason why it's just so important to have your, um, your vision. Most definitely, mate. I think, you know, with some of our goals, it's very easy for us to have objective data to go off. Like weight loss is one, you mm. know, I want to lose 15 kilos in 2024 and that will help me become my best year ever with my health. All right. When we're looking at, you know, with our um, work or our business that we have, I want to increase my, you know, take home profit by $10,000, $50,000, whatever it is. Or I want to, you know, work 10 hours less and make the same amount of money. Right. Mm. So it's like, whatever it is, it's very, when we look at it, there's specific data we can look at and you go, this is objective data. I can base it. Did I achieve the goal or did I not achieve the goal? Now, when we're looking at the other ones, which are more subjective based data, it's like world's greatest dad. It's like, how do you rate that? Right. World's best husband. Um, like how do you you, get a, you that? print out a little sheet, you give it to your family. It's scale one to 10. <laughs> <laughs> literally rate me um yeah. you got a 360 feedback review but so, honestly honestly jace it is something similar to that you have to mm. translate yourself at the start right now well if my goal is to become world's greatest husband or world's best dad like what would i rate myself at right now like you know do i have a date a night or date day each day with each of my kids separately once a month yes or no um do i um spend time in the things that they love each week doing it with them um yes or no do i just yell at them all the time and look at my phone as soon as i come home um yes or no that's like you have to like so go like you know what am i currently doing and then based on what i could be doing and what i'm currently doing now where do i land do i land a seven out of ten Okay. Or do I land a six out of 10 or do I land a 10 out of 10? You might be world's best dad right now for you. Right. But you know, I think if we can rate ourselves and go, well, this is why, and also give it a meaning, right? So like, this is why, you know, my subjective data, you know, means a seven out of 10. And then what for me would make that a nine out of 10? Well, a nine out of 10 means like I would be more involved in the things they love to do. Maybe you're more involved in understanding all the 100,000 different Pokemon. I, I don't know. Maybe you, you start you know, playing chess more often. Um, maybe you start like doing physical activity with your kids because like they love soccer. So you like you get into soccer so you can relate and, and have more um, fun and meaningful conversations with them. So it's like, okay, well, if I did these three things, that would push me to a 7 out of 10 to a 9 out of 10. And that would be 
is my best year ever as a dad. And again, if you're a four out of 10 right now, you don't have to leap to a 10 out of 10, as Jay said before, right? You might go from a four to a seven. It's still best year ever as dad. And then next year after 2025, you might go from a seven to a nine or a seven to a 10, right? It's mm. just constant leveling up every single year. You don't have, if you're spending no time right now, it doesn't mean you have to spend three hours every single night with your kids. Um, like it, it doesn't have to be black and white. There is gray and in the gray is where we shift. And mm. it, like having this data, now we can objectively go, did I do this or did I not do this? And like, now it is black and white. Now you can say, was I world's greatest dad by my own terms, right? Cause this is, this is all it is. It's like living life on your terms, guys. So based on my own terms, was I world's greatest dad or was I world's greatest husband is the other one. What does he not do? What does he do? You know, do you, you know, you have to, again, rate it out. You know, do you go to the pub every night? You know, or do you take your wife out on a date night? Do you have a weekend away once a quarter? Do you um, spend some quality time every single night and converse with how their day was? Do you understand their love language and act in accordance to their love language? So they can feel that, you know, what you, they actually mean something to you. They're not just there as a caregiver to your children. Um, like, yeah. just get a nanny. <laughs> exactly. Um, so you have to understand, like, write the words out. What does it mean? Am I, you know, what does it mean if I'm not world's greatest husband? What's it mean? My actions, if I am world's greatest husband, and this would move me from a seven to a nine. And then you can clearly go, this is what I need to do on the daily basis. I think so vision, identity, character traits, um, and make it specific for those subjective objective measures. So we can actually identify, am I in line or am I not in line? And then we can start to move forward. We've, we've sort of mapped out this big page. It should be about a page right now. If you're, if you're mm. pressing play, rewinding, going back and forth, do you, do you rewind these days and just scrub back on the, mm. on the YouTube or the, um, on the podcast and you want to listen, you want to write this down because this will actually change your life doing these things. Oh, at least what you're doing is you're actually putting time into the fact that this is your life. 2024 is going to come and you're never going to get 2024 again. Either way, it's going to pass. You could make it the greatest year ever of your life in these areas, or it could be just another year. And you wake mm -hmm. up and it's 2025, you're 10 kilos fatter with less of a relationship with your kids and your wife is sleeping with another man. Like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, 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 could, be. Way, could be. Could be. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, you know, you know, if I do, if I act like a shit husband, that's what's happening. Hmm. But I said like a shit, like, you know, if I don't do these things and I do things just 10% worse every single year for the next 10 years, where would that take my relationship? And you have to compound, right? Just like Jay said, you don't have to go black and to white overnight on becoming the best you. But just like becoming the worst you is not black and white overnight. It just mm. slowly, it's like, um, what is it? Is it the toads in the water? You know, you boil them alive, but they never jump out because you just slowly increase the heat and they don't really acclimatize yeah. to the heat. So they never actually jump out and they end up boiling alive, right? Mm. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the end. Like yeah. The frogs in water. If you put them in, if you frogs put a frog in, in boiling water, it jumps out. But if you put it in room temperature and bring it up to the boil, they'll just sit there and be like, oh, it's getting warmer. It's getting warmer. Oh, but I'm used to it. Oh, but I'm used to it. Oh, and then you die, right? It's the, on a more extreme circumstance, right? It's those little increments that make, you know, guys gain weight. It's why women will stay in domestic violence situations oftentimes as well. It starts out fine. And then, you know, one little thing, oh, he said he'll never do it again. And then it kind of escalates and escalates and escalates. All of these things, they start small and they start with one little um, transgression or one little uh, step over the boundaries. And this is why you have to really be 
clear about what you want and clear about your boundaries and what you will and won't accept in your life. Um, if there's shit that you're just kind of letting, letting it get away from you and let, Oh, that's all right. I'll work on my health next year. It's like, you'll have less years left to work on it. The longer you leave it. Uh, and that, that, I mean, that's true for every area, but it's especially true in health, which is kind of why that's the focus of what we want to talk about as well. Cause like if you don't have your health, like health is wealth. Everyone knows that the more energy you have, the better your life is, the healthier you are, the better you feel, the more you show up in every area. But so few people will take the time to actually improve and work on that area. They will, they'll just go, oh yeah, I'll work on it a bit later on. I'll work on it a bit later on. Even though they know it will pay um, exponential dividends in every other area of life. You are without a doubt, a better employee, a better business owner, a better husband, a better father when you are healthy. And what does healthy mean, right? Everyone's got their own definitions, but in general, it's not having excess body fat. It's being able to move around, having a, a decent blood pressure, low enough heart rate. You're not getting puffed out, walking up and down the stairs. You can move well. You're not aches and pains and you don't have low bone density. So your bones snap every time you get up out of bed, right? Like you have, you have health, right? You have vitality. You're harder to kill. Right, you're just harder to yeah, kill. Yeah, harder to kill. Um, you can bench press the, uh, the bookcase off yourself. <laughs> exactly. But I, I think for some of us, going back into that frog, like in the water, like at the moment, you know, like some of you are in pretty hot temperature. And you just, mm. over the last five years, over the last 10 years, it just got a little bit warmer, a little bit warmer, a little bit warmer. And you didn't realize it was getting warmer. And then in another five years, you're at boiling point, right? Heart attack happens, right? You mm. don't see grandkids grow up because you, you got the diabetes or you've you know got heart disease or you've got something else happens because you let the room temperature water slowly increase to boiling point. So what you have to do is the whole reflection at the start, you have to go like, where am I at this degrees? And I, am I willing to just start to lower the temperature and you end up in an ice bath and you just do some Wim Hof breathing in 10 years time because you've lowered the temperature so much and you're just yeah. you're feeling great. And um, you live longer because you got the, the, the heat shock proteins and all the other exactly, shit that goes on. All the rest. Exactly. So I think like it's understanding that. And I think the biggest thing, as Jace was saying before, is health foundations is everything right? Hmm. The health foundations for us, and this is the Fit Dad Club podcast, because, you know, we fitness and health um, give you energy and vitality. An energetic you is a happier you. It just is. Um, so when we look at this, like what health foundations do you need to take into 2023 to make it your best year ever? Maybe you lost some weight, but your sleep's like shit. Your mental health is crap and um, you're feeling like sore and injured all the time. It's like, okay, cool. Like we need to get back to some foundations. Like what are we tracking in 2024? Okay. To make sure we're optimizing our health. Maybe we're, we're tracking our sleep. Like time in bed, but not just time in bed where you get, oh, I'm in bed from nine o'clock till 7am. It's like, no, like how, how many hours are you sleeping? Right. Like, mm. are you sleeping six hours? I'll be in bed and I scroll my phone for three hours before I go to sleep and one hour before I get out of bed. It's like, okay, cool. You slept for five hours. Or I, I watch 17 Netflix docos or, t or series before I switch off. It's like, you know, how many hours are you sleeping? Making it quality. It's like, what am I tracking? I'm optimizing my sleep right here. Okay. Am I tracking my nutrition? Is that based on your goals? So are we tracking our protein? Are we tracking our calories? You know, that's optimizing our body composition. The next thing is like, are we tracking our training? You have to understand, like, am I tracking the lifts that I'm doing? And you might be, when we look at tracking our training, it can start easy where it's like, I'm just going to track that I train three times a week and I track that I'm doing 8,000 steps a day. And it doesn't have to be, is it, your tracking can be as in-depth 
as you want it to be, depending on where you fit on the scale of, have I been training for three, five years? Okay, cool. That means we should start tra tracking our total volume. Reps times wet, by reps times sets by weight. Am I increasing my volume? Am I getting stronger? Am I running faster? Is my kilometer, you know, minutes per kilometer coming down? Can I run further? Then we can start tracking those metrics there. Or it could be just like, did I train three times a week this week? And did I hit a minimum of 56,000 steps across seven days? Like that could be like your base point starting. It can be as hard or as easy as you want. But I wouldn't say if you're doing nothing right now, I would like people get, get um, it's like this paralysis by analysis. And then they start doing nothing because like, oh, I got to hit my exact protein. I need to hit my exact carbohydrates, my exact fats. I need to make sure I'm tracking every single weight I'm doing. I need to make track my supplements. I need to track my sleep, not just my sleep. I need to track my REM sleep and my deep sleep. And then I need to make sure that I'm uh, having my blood pressure come down, my heart rate, my heart rate variability must be on point as well. Uh, like we, we start to get so obsessed. And then we're like, people are like, dude, just go for a walk and stop eating a burger every night. Right. Like, it's like, so it depends on where you fit on the scale is the, and where you fit on um, the level of athlete you are, athlete inverted commas or quotation marks. It's like, you know, where you fit on the scale is dependent on how much of the analysis you need to put into it. I think that's where I'm getting at. But we need to start tracking something because, you know, what we measure in life, we manage. And, I, and that's the biggest thing. So we need to go health foundations tracking. And then when we're tracking like consistency, I think consistency is the biggest thing that's going to help you win 2024, Jace. Yeah, you need to have an action plan. And this this is kind of a point that we wanted to, a point that we, I wanted to like wrap everything up with is about like, you know, being able to pivot, right? When necessary, when it comes to your goals. Um, and that's where, that's what breeds things like consistency. If you have the ability to pivot when you set your goal, all right, you know what, I'm going to train four times a week and it's going to be on these days. And then, you know, something comes up. Oh, your son's like, oh, I want to join the tennis club and tennis club meets on Tuesday nights and I need you to drive me there. Um, and then it's like, well, fuck now I can't train on Tuesday nights. Oh, oh, my whole plan's going out the window. Now I can't do my, 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 four day push pull uh upper body lower body uh you know split fuck you know, i'm done now no you just now you just train three days a week you just pivot where you need to pivot um you know all the local freaking shops closed down and now i can't order the things that i normally order or hello fresh got too expensive so now i can't do that or i can't afford the my muscle meals and like all of these things are just fucking excuses to reasons for you to pivot as opposed to give up. And that's what, that's what breeds consistency is being committed to the goal, the end outcome, the vision that you've set and being willing at, you know, at all costs to pursue that and chase that and pivot where you need to pivot, right? You're walking along the path and it's overgrown and there's a big boulder in the way, right? It's like you're going on a bear hunt, right? You want to catch a big one. You're not scared. You got to go, you can't go over it. You can't go under it. You can't go around it. You got to go through it. Whatever the fucking song is, right? I haven't, I haven't sung it in a while yet. We're, uh, we're on different songs with me at the moment, but um, you've, you like, you've just got to pivot. You can't you turn around and go home at that point. So in order for you to be consistent, you need to set goals and, and you set like a minimum floor for yourself of, of all right, I'm going to hit at least this. All right, as Trevor was saying, I'm just going to track that I did three workouts. I've got a client who's absolutely smashing it at the moment. He just messaged me before. He lost another couple hundred grams this week. His current workout plan, given his time constraints, is in between like doing dishes and cleaning up the house, he'll drop down and do uh, 20 push-ups and 20 like leg races or 20 crunches and then get back up and keep doing housework. 
that's his current level of workout routine at the moment. Sometimes he'll be able to do that at work to have a bit of a break. He'll run around the corner. He'll got steel cap boots on. He'll do leg raises with those. I'm like, cool. That's like weighted leg raises. Love it. Um, but that's his level at the moment. And then he's just dialing in the nutrition. That's as much as he can get done. And in the initial stage, he was like, fuck, I feel like I'm not doing enough. And now it's like, hey, I'm moving the needle forward with each push up that I do, regardless of how many it is, I'm doing something to move it forward. So you know, for consistency, you've got to set a plan that's not unrealistic. You've got to take into account your constraints. You've got to fit your plan in with your constraints and you've got to be willing to pivot when you can. Sometimes things will be easier. You can get more sessions in. Sometimes they'll be harder, you'll get less. But as long as you keep doing something, that is the key to consistency. Mate, I completely agree. I think we start to compare what we do to other people. I think that's the biggest thing. It's like mm. comparison is the thief of joy. Is Yeah, the thief of joy. So all we have to do is just compare ourselves to ourselves yesterday. Like you are versing mm. you. Your 2024 you is just versing your 2023 you. And if we just keep versing each other and win every single year on the next five years, 10 years, like that's how we have our best years ever repeatedly for a decade. Um, so again, it's not doing everything. It's just doing just outside your comfort zone, right? Just that 5% outside your current comfort zone and just keep up leveling mm. that. So we want to look at that. We want to be tracking our, our numbers. We want to get consistent, you know, whether you use the Seinfeld method and you have this 365 day calendar up on the board. Um, I even just implemented this back with one of my boys. He's just had, um, knee surgery and he's like, I, I feel like whenever someone goes on a holiday, or uh, whenever they have a break, because it's mm. like an unplanned break, like you were just saying there, it's like, you know, shit happens, you got punched in the face, and then it's hard for them to get back into the habits. Like, it's just mm. hard, because you went out of habits for a period of time, and then what we implemented is the Seinfeld method. So he printed out his December calendar, and his back end of November calendar. And for us, all we're looking at doing is, you know, because he's got a knee, he's just had surgery on his knee, so he can't run and do everything at the moment, but he can lift weights and he can track his nutrition. So on his calendar he puts one line across for across um if he's done his nutrition and he puts the other line across if he did nutrition and training and for us that makes an x on the day and he's got the rest of november to finish off and he's going to start this for december and all we're doing is we're trying to create a streak of x's right so he has to train for a minimum of 15 minutes to have a line on the training and he has to track his nutrition and hit his protein, hit his calories for us to have it, that full X done. And what we're doing is we're trying to create that streak and we need to try and make sure we're increasing the streak. And if he misses a day, he never misses twice. And it's a visual representation for him on his whiteboard for him. Like, no, this is a priority for me to do this. And not only does he like track his keystone with his nutrition training, but he just sends me that each week to make sure that, yep, we're getting the X's and we're getting the lines. So he has that extra added about a bit of accountability. So that's using like the Seinfeld method approach. If you want to know more about that, just YouTube it or Google it or listen to our habits podcast. Um, and I think the other thing is it's when we're looking at this, Jace, it's like using, if we're looking at a tool to be able to do what we've just talked about is, is using the whoop method. So when we have this, it's like we have a wish. So our wish this year is to, you know, my wish is I'm going to lose 15 kilos and I'm going to run a marathon right? Okay. Fantastic. Okay. What are the outcomes that need to happen for you to achieve this wish? Well, the outcomes I need to, you know, track probably five days out of seven for the next 52 weeks of my nutrition, I would say as a minimum, I need to make sure that I'm running and I'm having a running plan. I need to make sure I'm following a strength training plan um, that I'm tracking and measuring and getting better at. I need to, you know, have these, these plans in place. I say, okay, well, 
my outcome is to now this plan. And then the next part of whoops, so wish, then outcome. But then we look at obstacles. Okay, what possible obstacles? Because you're looking over my my next. Okay, well, I've got an obstacle here. Um, you know, you know, I've got to go away for two weeks. I've got an obstacle here. Um, you know, I had an obstacle with my appendix out. It's like I didn't plan for that. You could plan for things like that. Sometimes you just get hooked in the face. Uh, but you have to look at okay, what are the possible obstacles stopping me from achieving it? And then what is my plan to overcome these obstacles? So like if I'm going away for two weeks, what plan am I having to make sure that I can overcome that obstacle but still achieve my goal? So mm -hmm. wish, outcome, obstacle, plan. And if we whoop our goals, these these top three goals for, you know, dad, for relationships, for fitness, for work, and then all of a sudden we have a plan to overcome these obstacles, we sort of just push through any obstacles or challenges that do happen just like they're speed bumps. Rather than being stop signs, they become speed bumps or give way signs and we barely have to stop and we can just keep moving forward. They might slow you down a little bit, but you're not at a direct stop. And I think that's the biggest thing. And um, carrying on to what you said before, Jace, which is like multiple pathways or multiple plans. You know, if, if column A doesn't work and then we move to B or C or D, you know, there's 26 layers in the alphabet. You just keep going down to the next plan that you need to go through. Um, but there's self-doubt and there's hope. And I think, you know, we, we want 2024 to be your greatest year ever. And that's hope, right? Like that's all it is. It's just hope. And some people don't like the word hope and that's because they don't understand the proper meaning of the word hope. Now they, they live on the spectrum, you know, hope and self-doubt. And as the years going forward, you know, the more ticks on achieving the behaviors that are helping us achieve that goal that we set out, the more hope you have, the more ticks in the column of not doing the behaviors that are going to help you achieve that goal, the more self-doubt that we have. Now, hope is simply a power, having a power or a sense of agency, which means I have a sense that I have the power to control my life. That's a sense of agency. Hmm. That's where hope comes in. If I have a sense of agency, I have more hope and I'm more hopeful because I believe I have the power. Now, the other part of hope is having multiple pathways. So it's having a sense of agency and it's having multiple pathways. Now, if you have the power and you believe you have the power to change your life and make it the best year ever, and then simply understand that if number A doesn't work, strategy A, you've got another 25 to go through, another 26 to go through and just keep going through the list of different pathways. I don't even know if there's 26 or 27 letters in the alphabet. I can't remember. But uh, you have, let's just, 25 okay, after 26, 25 after A. You've got 25 left and you just keep going through. And if you get 26 deep and you still haven't done it, just keep going. Make up a new letter. I don't care. You do you, right? And you Use just the, keep uh, going. The Greek alphabet. The Greek alphabet, just keep going, right? But I think what you have to understand is you need to have the belief in yourself because that is hope, right? And that's a sense of agency that you are in control, right? And then you just have multiple pathways to get there. And I think mm -hmm. if we have that, that allows us to keep moving forward. That, and as you keep moving forward, that's a tick in the box. It's a tick in the box of the identity of world's greatest dad. It's a tick in the box of the identity of world's best husband or, you know, fittest man in Tasmania, the fittest dad in Tasmania, right? Like whatever box you're ticking, it's a tick in the vote of yes, because it's mm -hmm. a column. And the more ticks that we stack up, remember the quote from James Clear, be more concerned with your current trajectory than your current results. And at the start of January, your current results are going to probably be dog shit compared to where you want to achieve. But the trajectory of those ticks in January, you have 366 days next year because it is a leap year. Oh, to, yeah, you get an extra yeah. day of tick. 
<laughs> this, is the def- best, this is how you make it the best year ever, right? You're going to have exactly. a hard time top in 2025 because you got one less yep. day. You got to do better. Exactly. You've got one more day to have an extra tick than this year. So with this, you, you've got these 366 ticks that you can stack up to have the votes that it is the identity that you're trying to achieve. It's just stacking votes, guys, because the trajectory, the outcome is going to happen. You know, be more concerned with your current trajectory than your current results, because the results will happen. The outcome will happen when we focus on the process. And the process is just stacking the votes with the trajectory you're getting. I think that is probably the biggest thing when we ha- when it comes to consistency. So mm. that's that's our, that's the health side of things, Jace. You got anything you want to share about that? No, I think that covers it fairly well. We've talked about health a lot. And I think if you, at this point you're listening to this, you know health is important to you. So you've just got to start by doing fucking something. Um, get clear on what your vision is and just start by tracking the metrics, tracking the stuff that you know is important. And um, yeah, taking action is the biggest thing. When you think about being hopeless, that is when you feel like you haven't got any options, you haven't got a choice. But the thing is, you've always got a fucking choice. So you've got to start acting like it. The people that that don't get the results that they want in life are the people that um, feel like they have no control or they have no no ownership or responsibility in their life. They're like, oh, everything's just happening to me. But you always have the ability to respond. And that's the stuff you've got to focus on if you want to get and see and keep these results in all these areas of life long term, right? And it's important to remember that a rising tide will float all ships. So even if you know, everything else is going relatively well, the better your one of your areas gets, the better all of your areas tend to get mm. if you work on improving and growing it, right? Um, but you want to have the mentality where you don't want to try and sacrifice your family to get ahead in your career or, you know, sacrifice your health to get ahead with your family. Like you want to be able to have a balance of all of these, these things. You want to become a three-dimensional person, right? You've got multiple different things going on in your life. Um, you've just got to find out what does that balance look like for you? And it may shift. There are times when your health can be number one. There are times where it'll be, you know, number two based on the priorities that are going on. And you're going to have those different times, but be willing and ready to adapt and shift and take, as Trevor's saying, a different path in order to get the result eventually because you will get there eventually if you keep going completely agree mate and when we're looking at this last point it's just it's an it's the analogy i just dislike because it's overused for the last 20 years that i've heard it it's like put your oxygen mask on first right i think you know it is yeah. like the, the the plane's going down they say put your oxygen mask on at first because if you are no good then you're no good to anyone else and that's the truth when it comes mm. to our health. If your health is shit, you know, then when we look at this, guys, you're like you're a drain on your whole family. <laughs> like you just are. Like mm. because you can't do the things that need to be done for your family to be the best them. So if you put your health first, you have more energy. You are feeling great. You're more confident. If you're more confident, you're more patient. You're more patient. You're more present, right? Like it all comes together and you have more energy. That means you can do more things to be the dad mm. that you want to be. So put your oxygen mask on first. No, you just, you're, yeah, you're an asset or a liability to, a, to your family. If you have the columns right now, where do you stack up? Are you in the asset mm. or the liabilities? Um, like, and like, just leave his opposite mask off. Just, just let him go. Let him, let <laughs> yeah, him fall exactly. out of the window. Yeah, is it better? Exactly. So it's like, you want to become an asset, become an asset to your family. Mm. And I think that is the biggest thing to create your greatest year ever. But that is it from today, guys. I hope you have a fantastic week coming into December, being the last month of the year, and you can start setting yourself up 
to make next year your greatest year ever. As always, you know, go to fit-dad.club if you want to have a call with us and talk about where you are and where you want to be and how we can help you close the gap. And also, if you want to leave a review, um, you know, share this with a friend to help them have the greatest year ever. Let's do that as well. Share the love, like, comment, do everything you need to do. Do it on YouTube, do it on the podcast, do it on the Facebook, um, do it on the Facebook. And um, we'll, yeah. we'll go from there, guys. And we'll chat to you next week. That's it from me, Jace. Is that it from you? That is it from me. Peace out, y'all. I'll catch you next week. See you guys. Peace out.